This is Jill D. And welcome to my podcast, Never Dull Moment, Single Mom Stories. The stories you're about to hear come from my own experiences being a single mom. None of my stories are intended to tell anyone how to parent or how to raise their children. They are solely for the purposes of sharing them with you. I know everyone has their own stories to tell. These are mine. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. This is Jill D. Never a dull moment. Single mom stories. Now, this is the time of year for ghouls and ghosts, blood and guts. And my family, we really never celebrated this time of year, meaning we never really decorated it. Um, It never was a real lifestyle type of thing. The main interest was the candy. We used to put pumpkins out on the front step until the squirrels would dig a hole, jump inside the pumpkin, and eat it from the inside out. And we have loads and loads and loads of squirrels in our yard because we have a a, a line of black walnut trees and they just, they love them. So they're always in the yard. So I stopped putting pumpkins out for that reason. I didn't really want to draw attention from any other animal that might find it as a meal. Yeah, so. Well, tonight I want to go through a few stories that represent what has been happening this time of year in my household. Now, when my kids were little, I did allow them to dress up in costume, of course, but no masks. I didn't um, like the idea of covering the face. I kind of found that a little creepy. So as I said earlier, it was just for the candy. Now, when me and my siblings were growing up, we went out and stayed out all night. We would walk the streets of my grandmother's town. She lived in a, a much nicer town than ours. And plus, we knew that the houses would give out full-size candy bars. So we didn't want to trick-or-treat around where we lived. We would get in a car, drive a couple of towns away. My mom would go hang out with my grandmother, her sisters and brothers and whatnot. And then um, then me and the kids would um, walk the streets with our pillowcases and fill them with candy. And we stayed out all night. We ran all over town going door to door. We knew which houses had the good candy. And we also knew the lady that gave out apples and the pennies. And we loved her just the same. We'd go visit her just the same. When we lived in North Carolina, my ex-husband's friend would come and take the kids out trick-or-treating. So I was very pregnant and I didn't feel like it. And I didn't know where to go, really. Um, I was really too new to the area, so I didn't know where to take them. But when um, he would come back, the kids would want to walk around our block. 
we lived in a new development area, so there weren't many houses, but there were enough, you know. Our street was shaped like the letter C. So there was one main street to enter into the development. And then our street turned off of it. So our street intersected that street at two points, shaped like the C. And we lived in a military neighborhood, so people were always coming and going. There were a few families, you know, families with kids that um, we became very close with. About five or six houses on the block that I could say we were familiar. My kids, they went to school with these kids and they played with these kids all the time. I became familiar with the moms mostly. Dads were always away, you know, doing military stuff. And so... The moms and I and the kids would have little events. Sometimes we'd cook out in the back and the kids would be running around and eating and things like that. So this, this particular Halloween, the kids dressed up in their costumes and they were getting ready to walk the block. The first few houses, no issue, whatever. The kids gathered their candy and we continued to walk up the street. As we approached my friend's house, I could see that they really went into the decorations hard. She had five kids and the house was totally decorated, top to bottom, the yard, the house. I mean, there was music coming out of the speakers. Um, there were big spider webs and jack-o'-lanterns and bats. And there was a scarecrow sitting slumped in a chair on the porch. So we're walking along, casual night, not thinking nothing of it, and we walk up on the porch. Now the kids ran ahead of me. I came up from behind. The kids were already inside by the time I reached the top step. And as I was reaching for the doorknob, that scarecrow stood up. I screamed and shook and jumped. I mean, I literally almost peed my pants. Everybody inside came running out. You know, they thought something had happened. They weren't sure. You know, my friend, she's running out. She's hearing these blood curdling screams. So she's running to the porch to see what the heck had happened to me. Then she saw her son. It was her son dressed up in this scarecrow costume. He stood up and scared the bejesus out of me. So I was at the point where I couldn't even hardly catch my breath by the time they got to the porch. She started beating him over the head with the paper that she had in her hand. And her son was like, Mama, stop. And she's yelling at him. I told you. I told you you can't scare Miss Jill. She's pregnant. She'll have that baby. So after I calmed down and everybody calmed down, my heartbeat back to normal, we laughed about it. Yeah, it was funny afterwards. I was actually pregnant with my younger son. And the funny thing is that when he was born and he was, you know, old enough, he hated everything about Halloween, except eating candy, of course. But he hated everything about it. He did not enjoy walking through neighborhoods all night. He did not enjoy going up and down the stairs, ringing doorbells. He just wanted to go home. We might get through, I would say, maybe 
three, four, five houses before he would start complaining. Then crying. He was ready to go home. I would try everything to coax him, to keep him, you know, keep going because his brother and sister, they were psyched, not him. He wanted nothing to do with it. And I honestly always believed that that scarecrow incident might have had something to do with it. Maybe that fright on that night resonated in my belly and impacted my unborn child. Who knows? I mean, really. I just know that he wasn't having any of it. He's the type of kid that knows exactly what and how he wants things done. And his joy, it came from dressing up. He loved to dress up in the costumes. But instead of walking around the neighborhoods all night and getting candy, he preferred to be the one at the house. <laughs> he would answer the doorbell and pass out candy, just like an old man. And he didn't mind. He didn't take a few pieces for himself, of course, but he acted like an old person. In fact, if you met him, you would think that when he came into this world, he was an old soul. He has an older brother and sister, but he is the oldest one. He always wanted to do things ahead of his age group because the things according to his age group didn't interest him. They weren't challenging to him because in his mind, he was much, 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 much older. I want to tell a little off track story nothing to do with tricks and treats but um I remember one year uh I think he was maybe three and we went to Delaware to a family reunion and um when we got down there my role was to take pictures that year so I had to run all around you know the area and taking pictures we had reserved a spot in the park and so because I wouldn't be able to keep my eye on my kids, I told my daughter, you know, keep an eye on him. And they were staying in the play area. But honestly, every time I came to check on him, he wasn't there. And I asked my daughter, where is he? And she'd point. He's up there in the back. She said, Ma, go get him. But when he, you know, when I turn my back, he heads right back up there. So, okay, I want to see. I go up and walk in the back. It was like a gazebo. And that's where the food and stuff was. But behind it was a bunch of old men, our family patriarchs, sitting around with their thick glasses and cigars and playing horseshoes. And who is sitting in the middle of them? Yep, him. In a pull-up and a wife beater. So I would go tell him, come on, let's go. And after a while, after maybe the second or third time, the, the older guys would just say, just let him stay up here with us. He's fine. So one year he got a Dragon Ball Z costume. And um, it was like an orange jumpsuit type of thing. This boy, he wore that thing day and night. He would wear it all day and sleep in it all night. And if I would put clothes on him, I tell you, he would put that costume over top of his outfit because he never wanted to take it off. I mean, I had to fight him. I had to fight with him when it was time to take a bath or wash the costume. That meant he had to take it off and he wasn't having it. He refused to let go. 
he had that costume for so long that at one point it started to get too small. I mean, the seams were literally stretching and it didn't matter to him. He would squeeze himself into that costume and be content. Now, my daughter, she's very, very creative. I believe there's a, a creative gene that runs through our family. My mother was very, very creative. And I'm pretty sure that it kind of trickled down to all of us, which then trickled down to our children. When my daughter was in the fifth grade, she wanted to be a robot. Okay, so we're creative, right? We do this DIY costume, do it yourself. We get a box and we painted it up with silver and metallic blue and there are knobs and buttons and it was it was a great costume. So for her face, I thought it would be a good idea to face paint her. So she was a robot, right? So I silver and metallic blue paint her face. Her costume came out amazing. She wore it to school and she wore it that evening out for trick-or-treating. When she got home and took off the costume, I mean, it was easy to come off. It was just a box. But what didn't come off was the face paint. You guessed it. Her face was dyed blue. I am wide-eyed in shock. Oh, my goodness. So we wash her face and we wash her face over and over and the blue dye didn't come off. She was tinged blue. So the next day, of course, I couldn't let her go to school. I had to let her stay home. I really couldn't let her leave the house because it was definitely be a question. Your child is blue. It was a great costume, though. DIY robot. Now, my older son, we talked about him in many episodes before, right? He was a very, very energetic child, very energetic individual. And he used to love the idea of walking around all night, house to house. He would stay out until his bag was too heavy to even carry. He's dragging it home, but he was happy. When he was in high school, he got a new cell phone. So one night they had some event at school. Not sure what it was, maybe a game or something. And afterwards, him and a few of his friends decided they were going to walk home. So while they're walking home, there are a few ways to go home. They decided to walk the back way. And um, he had called me and told me that he was on his way home. So after a while of me waiting and waiting and waiting for him, I started to call him. So I call his phone and there's no answer. I call it again. Again, no answer. So now I'm like, okay. I called and I called a few more times. Still no answer. Okay, now I'm getting a little worried. He just called to tell me he was coming home and he should be home by now. So now I'm getting scared. I called and I called and I called. Now I'm freaking out. No answer. He is not answering his phone. Now I'm thinking, okay, 
to go out and look for him, but I have no idea which way he walked. Okay, I call a few more times, no answer. Okay, I'm just going to go get in the car and drive around the area, see if I see him. Maybe he got distracted. He said he was with his friends. Okay, I'm calm, I'm calm, okay. So when he finally came home, I am asking him, why didn't you answer your phone when I called you? And where were you? So he tells me um, who he was walking home with, and then he tells me which way he walked. They decided to cut through the back of our high school. There's this dark, winding road that they walk down. Now, this would lead to, like, the back way home. Now, by yourself, it could be real scary at night, and it's not an option for most. But he was with friends, so, huh, why not, right? Now, I got to tell you this story like this. Imagine walking down a long, winding road. It's late. It's dark. There are no cars riding past. It's even a little foggy. The streetlights are dim on that road. Just like something out of a horror movie. My son and his friends are walking and talking on the way home. This is, you know, I'm getting this from him. They decided to walk down this creepy road. All the twists and the bends. So as they neared the bend in the road that is going into the darkest part of this road, there was this sound. A type of sound. Then it stopped. Okay, so they're walking. They're walking. And then there it is again. My son stops and he's looking around. He doesn't see anything. And he's asking his friends like, did you hear that? And they're like, hear what? They're looking around, but they don't see anything. Okay, okay. So they keep walking. And then, again, okay, now they're getting scared. What the heck is that noise? They don't see anything. At this point, I believe they're expecting something or someone to jump out of the dark bushes. Sounds like Jason from Halloween, right? Okay, now this is starting to get creepy. So they start walking fast. And then again, now they start running because this is starting to really scare them. Once they get into the clearing where there's lights in the main street, they feel at ease, right? But they continue to look over their shoulder just in case. It was not until he got home that he realized that the noise was coming from his phone. 
He had a new cell phone and he had never heard the ringtone before. So all I'm going to say is whoever set that ringtone got jokes. I mean, what are the odds that the ringtone would be a Jason Halloween-like tone and that I would start calling him as soon as they reach the creepy part of the road? That sound was me. I kept calling and calling and calling, and he didn't answer, so I'm calling and calling and calling. He was so spooked. I mean, even to this day, if I bring up that story, he'll say, yeah, yeah, that wasn't funny. Maybe it wasn't funny then, but it is sure funny now. I can imagine these three big, bad, tough guys running scared, looking over their shoulder for Jason to come out of the bushes. Every time I think about that story, it makes me chuckle. Every time. Huh? Well, that's our post for this evening. And as always, if you have some tricks and treat stories that you want to tell, please come to my Facebook page. Like, listen, and share. Facebook page is Never a Dull Moment, Single Mom Stories, and post your story. We'd love to check it out. You can also visit Instagram, Never a Dull Moment Podcast, or you can send any comments or questions or stories by email. Never a Dull Moment Podcast at gmail.com. I've enjoyed sharing with you tonight. And until next time, never a dull moment moment.